meeting is being recorded. Hello, friends, and welcome to the My Toolbox podcast. My name is Cheryl Mays, and I am your host today. For the, last, for the next few weeks, we will be uh, engaging in a new podcast series called Love Letters, where we will focus on the things that bring joy to our guests, whether it's their passions or what, what does that look like as far as their love letters are concerned. So today, my very special guests are my precious girls, my daughter and her bestie, Courtney, my daughter, Sharice, and her bestie, Courtney. I absolutely love these two knuckleheads more than I can say. <laughs> they are my joys. And uh, I think you'll find out after we start having a conversation why. So as I said, over the next few weeks, we will feature several different uh, guests to talk about their particular love letters. Today, our love letter is going to be to motherhood. And I want my girls to talk about what, uh, if they could write a love letter to motherhood, what would that be? So I will allow them to introduce themselves. Courtney, Sharice, whoever wants to take it, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'll go first. My name is Sharice Mays uh, and I am her daughter. My name is Courtney and I am her unofficial daughter. <laughs> <laughs> She's official. She's official. Oh, and just so my, uh, my listeners and my viewers will understand, we will also have another special guest that will come on shortly, and that is Kathy Bugs, Courtney's mom. So she and I tag team with these two, but we'll understand <laughs> it more later. So ladies, here's your question. What is your love letter to motherhood? If you could write a love letter to motherhood, what would it say? I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I would I would say the main the main word would be thank you and just um, explaining the gratitude that I have for the peaks and valleys of motherhood um, and the gratitude I show for the upbringing that stemmed from motherhood. And because Sharice just gave me a grand pup, she's starting to really <laughs> understand motherhood a little bit more. Okay, Courtney. Yeah, um, being that I don't have children, so I think my letter was like to directly to be like my mom. It's for sure gratitude and uh, being thankful, but like thank thank you for patience. Like I know. Yes. I get. I told my mom this the other day. It was really funny. I said I get why moms sit in the driveway like for 30 minutes before they enter the house and like I do that now it's the moment and I do that to like prepare for me in my apartment like literally I parked for like 30 minutes I was like okay Courtney now I gotta feed myself I gotta bathe myself I gotta clean up <laughs> after myself like just patience with dealing myself with myself so like I just for sure am eternally grateful for my mom's patience with me yeah, see, there's something to be said about that. And I'm glad you brought that up because not everybody understands that if they have not walked down that road of motherhood. And and God bless the women who decide not to have children because that is a whole different conversation that we just don't have the time to get into, but God bless them. I like that uh, women who have decided not to have children made that choice for themselves. That is their choice. But as a mom of three, my absolutely beautiful daughter and my amazingly handsome two sons, I am so glad that I made that decision to become a mother because it is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. You are my joy. My children, uh, every day that I wake up, I'm so excited that I have my babies. I can't 
I can't even describe it. So um, what else? Tell me, tell me, tell me something unique that you've learned about your moms. And oh, let's just let's just remember that this is going to be broadcast to a public audience. So mind what you say. <laughs> no, um, I think one thing I talked to my therapist about, like we talked about this months ago, is like humanizing your parents and realizing like your parents are also people. So like one thing I did, I did it with my uh, my mom and my dad and my grandpa. Um, and I asked like, what was life like before me? And like, just like listening to like my mom and my dad's stories, of, like who they were as people before they, you know, became parents is always interesting. Um, but also like my mom is super selfless. Like she's really, really like giving, like I can call her and like, she's, she answers, like she, she's willing to give everything I needed. Like when she worked downstairs, um, in Congressman Cooper's office. Like I remember having like bad days or like stressful days and like the convenience of being able to literally go downstairs. And as a grown, at this time, I think I was 29 or 30, like crawl into my mom's lap while she's sitting at the desk and like sit there and like cry, like her hold me like a baby. Like I'm super thankful for that. Cause... Yeah, I'm super thankful for that now. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally think, understand. I think mine goes kind of hand in hand with Courtney's, but when I think of like the humanizing your parents part, I think of like at twenty at twenty two, I didn't know what I, you know, what I was doing. Even now, I'm about to be thirty two, and I'm like, I'm still trying to figure it out. So realizing that when I was sixteen, you were doing the best you could with what you could, and I also had to realize too, parents are going through the same thing at the same time as a child. This is our first time having an argument about this. This is our first time having an argument about that. This is the first time I had to discipline you on this. So I'm figuring out just as much as you're figuring out what's going on, your emotions, my emotions. So I think that that part really helped me um, and, and see my parents as humans and not my parents. Because sometimes when we're younger, we think our parents can do no wrong. And then when they do wrong, that we either think our world is over or it's our fault that they did wrong. And it's like, no, they're humans. They're going to mess up, you know? And I'm sure at 35, I won't know what I'm, you know, what's going on because it's my first time being 35, you know? And I'm, I'm sure when I have children, it'll be my first time having a child that bumped their head against the table when I said, don't do that. Or, you know, so I had to, I had to really realize that you did the best you could with what you could with the children that you had. <laughs> I'm just Amen. Amen <laughs> to that. And you know what? That's huge because even with me, I still have to remember that my parents are human. And it's, you know, I heard a comedian um, a couple of weeks ago. It was related to. Um, oh, he was talking about you don't want to think about your parents having sex because that's just something that just cringes, makes you cringe. And I'm like, yeah. And what you're talking about is humanizing your parents. I'm like, oh my God, I have to humanize my parents on a lot of different levels. Um, and that's a lot to take. So that's some good feedback. So let me ask you something. If there was one thing that you could uh, say to your parents about uh, a changed behavior, something that may have happened to you as a teenager or even younger, what would you say to your parents about, this would have been better if you had done this instead of this? There may be a lot of people looking for that advice, so just put it out there. So our, 
I see the wheels turning. <laughs> I think, and not a critique on my parents' parenting style specifically, but like other conversations that I've had with people where I'm just like, oh yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Like, yes, I'm thankful for, you know, the shelter and the clothes on my back and the food on my stomach. But I think also like, like that type of support is equally as important as like emotional support. And there's sometimes where I think I would have traded a couple of my favorite t-shirts for like some emotional support in a situation. So I think, um, I think that was probably like would be one, not saying that my mom doesn't support me emotionally because she cries as easily as, <laughs> oh my I, gosh <laughs> but yeah I think that's like one thing like that I talk to with like a lot of my friends and like yeah like you could have yeah and that's the you know what and to your point Courtney Courtney and I already shared with Courtney I told Kathy when she joins she can't cry today because <laughs> I know her I know her she will tear up even though she's I, been warned I think I can speak for a lot of us when I say communication styles um you know, oftentimes with when parents and even me as an auntie, you know, a child is, you'll, they'll, well, why? But why do I have to do that? Or because I said so, instead of explaining like, hey, I don't want you to do this because this is a consequence. This is a consequence. And this is a consequence of you doing that action. I think a lot of times if, if parents were to actually sit down and say, hey, I don't want you going to the dance tonight because I know that somebody's going to be there and I don't like that person around you. Or I don't want you to go to the mall tonight because on the news earlier, they said there was, you know, some threats and some fights, but, you know, just, I want to keep you safe. So this is why I'm telling you, I don't want you to go instead of just all, you know, all of us or not all of a sudden, but just, um, it's like a populated answer. It's like a, it's second nature. It's because I said so, or because I'm your mom and this is my, these are my rules. I'm your dad. And what it goes on under my roof is, is my, is my call, you know, just explain. Like, I really want to know. Like, yeah. Like, because like, I'm logical. I just need to know. Right. Like, why does this right. be like this? And you know, and I love that. And let me tell you something, uh, my daughter, my love, let me tell you uh, a time when uh, I did do that and you uh, totally ignored me anyway. Uh, I remember you were about, you were just at two years old. Yes, I'm taking it way back. And I kept telling you, I was in the kitchen cooking and I kept telling you, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove. It's hot, don't touch the stove, it will burn you, don't touch the stove. And all you, I remember seeing all you could do, you waited till my back was turning, you went up and you touched the stove and you was like, oh, hot. I'm like, yep, but I bet you won't do that anymore. <laughs> You'll never do it again. <laughs> exactly, and you never did. So. I totally understand that because one of the things that I do when I'm talking to my young people is I try to make them understand that you will reach a point in your life at your age where somebody is going to ignore you or not take you seriously simply because you are a particular age. And I don't want any young person to ever think that they're not being heard because they happen to be this age. I even had a conversation with a friend of mine just yesterday. She said, um, she and I were in a group setting and there was a younger young lady there. There's my grandpup. I know. She's trying to uh, get was, the camera. I'm sorry. There was another young lady at present who was giving some advice. And my friend said, I don't think I want to take advice from a 20 something year old. What can a 20 something year old teach me? And I was like, you might be surprised if you just 
open up and listen. You might be surprised at what you will learn from somebody who is just because they're younger doesn't mean that they haven't experienced things. So I hear what you're saying and you're right. Uh, it would be nice for parents to be able to communicate on a higher level, but in defense of parents everywhere, generally speaking, in the time that we are saying to you, oh, don't do that, we know exactly what it is. It's up here, but uh, we are moving at the speed of light. So we're like, okay, so yeah, don't do that. And then we're on to the next thing. So trust me, especially when there's more than one of you, we have to, we have to watch out for everybody, see what everybody's doing. So I totally get that. So what is something that um, you would look at your friends and say, my mama did this or my daddy did this, and you, you don't have that. Something that is, that you are excited about, uh, excited to share or something that you're proud that they did or supported you in something. You know what? Going to college, I realized that families did not sit at the dinner table for dinner. A lot of people I know and grew up with did not have nightly dinners at the table. And that blew, I mean, when I say it was such a culture shock for me, because we sat at the table every night. I don't care if it was Monday, Saturday, especially on Sundays, but I mean, literally every night. And I mean, even if one parent had to work, the other parent was still at the table with all three of us sitting down, eating and talking. And that just blew my mind that people don't, people didn't grow up like that. that that's one thing that I will always hold close to my heart. I'm just like this, it just, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Mm. I think with me, I think I'm really lucky to have like, yeah, it's, I had to whoop them into shape now. I, and then I, I have gained the, <laughs> I had to, I gained the freedom of like real freedom of speech. Like with my parents, like I know some of my friends are like, oh, I can't say that around my mom. And I'm like, oh, I say everything around everything. my parents. Like I really am appreciative that they like, let me speak how I speak and they don't try to censor me or like, negate any of my ideas or like my thought process like if I need to get it out just like okay like we're giving and I, I just get it all out so like I know a lot of people don't have that freedom with their parents so I'm really thankful for that and you know something else that I've learned this is let me tell you something being a parent is trial and error completely we figure out it, it, what we figure is if we don't break you in the first two years we have won the race <laughs> so nobody got broken, nobody died. We have won the race. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I figured out, you know, along the lines of uh, open communication, I learned this mainly from my boys, that they will tell you anything and <laughs> everything. And you need to be prepared for that. And so my lesson here, I guess, is uh, I learned very quickly that if you for some reason, dissuade them from being open with you, it's very likely gonna to lead to them not wanting to have a conversation with you at all. So as hard and as painful as it sometimes can be to listen to all of those stories, mm -hmm. you as a parent have to listen. And honestly speaking, cause I know there's some parents who will agree with me on this, honestly speaking, sometimes we are looking at y'all, we don't hear a thing you're saying. Oh yeah, we are just there to listen or to pretend to listen. I'm like, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so sure. That one chance for the kid to like express themselves, and then after that, it gets good. It's an open book. You'll yeah. you'll become because I say all the time, we know each other. Like I know Courtney sometimes better than our parents would know us. You know because we're so like not now because obviously we tell y'all everything, but you know, growing up, your friends know you way better than anybody because you you had that connection and you don't have that sense of judgment. So if you grow up with a parent that's easily, you know, a, you know, just walking up and I could just, hey, I want to talk to you about this and you can sit down and you can honestly talk about it. You don't have to hide details. You're going to know your child a little bit better than what you thought you did. You know, you're after yeah. that conversation, you'll be like, well, goodness, I didn't okay, so this is her personality. This is what she likes to do. This is, you know, because we tend to hide, we tend to hide facts from my parents. But really? <laughs> what a shock. I can't, don't believe that. Wow, but think, that's new. But yeah, I think that growing up and being able to talk to y'all about any and everything really helped the bonds that we have, especially now as adults. Yeah, and I can tell you, there have been some times when Whew, I'm like, Lord, I know I just need to let them say whatever it is they mm -hmm. need to say, but golly, I didn't realize I was going to get everything. everything. I had that much to say. Right. And you know what, Sharice, to your point, that was a culture shock for me to learn that parents, there were parents out there whose children weren't open with them. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that when a couple of my friends would say, I can't get my child to tell me anything. I'm like, move to my house. Trust me. <laughs> They will tell you everything. Mm -hmm. But I learned very quickly that that is absolutely important. And I, it helps me in my work now with young people. Uh, there's a listening skill that parents don't always possess that is extremely important. Even if you are pretending to listen, like, mm hmm it's really extremely helpful to your children if they believe that you are hearing what they say. So that's good. Thank you for that. And so, um, any questions for me? No questions are off the table unless they are going to embarrass me publicly. So go oh, ahead. Oh, <laughs> what is your letter to childhood? That's a good one. That's a very good one. Okay. So now you have to ask Kathy this when she jumps on, because I think, look, I have my tissue for her. Um, <laughs> my letter to childhood would be dear babies. From the first moment that I laid eyes on you, I felt like I was, it was heaven on earth. I can remember, seriously, I can remember each one of my children being born and the feeling that I had in my heart at that time. It was like nothing that I've ever experienced in my life. So I turned into the biggest mama bear you will ever meet. And that is why having that feeling in my heart right now is exactly why I will, uh, it's always going to be 10 toes down for my children. I will, if anything, if anybody comes against my children, they have to come to me first. Always, always, always. They are the light of my life. And every time I, um, when I see them and when I see them interacting with other people, it just makes me proud. Just makes me very proud because they are just the, the loves of my life. Stop. <laughs> Y'all are just absolutely, and my, my, my bonus children as well. It's, it's really interesting when you have children that you have a, a closeness with and appreciation for, 
when they bring their friends around, you know that, well, for me, I know that my children are going to be attracted or uh, adapted. They, they will adapt people who are like them in a sense. And so because I know your heart, Courtney, and I know my daughter's heart, you just are one of my, da my daughters now. So yeah, freaking frack. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. And that's what your mom told me. Uh, she said, well, um, they're yours on the weekend. I was like, wait, wait what? <laughs> you know what? We're pretty good on the weekends. You really need to, when we slip out during the week. Oh, that, yeah. That's oh, okay. well, that's Kathy's, Kathy's on duty during the week. Mm -hmm. I'm the weekend mom. Yeah. We've been doing pretty good this winter. Oh, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no need for the bail money. So what else? Any other questions? <laughs> what would be one thing you would change about your parenting? Definitely. Not not as your parenting style, but just one thing while you were, you know, in between my oldest brother being born and my last brother being out of the house. Is there anything that you would have changed? You know what, as a parent, I think we always think about the things that we could change in the moment. Um, at this moment, I think, oh, and speak of Kathy, there she is. At this moment, I think I would um, probably just want more time. Want, I would love to be able to take y'all back to when you were little bitty babies. Hey, Kathy Bugs. Hello. Your timing is impeccable, my friend. Perfect timing. Yes, perfect timing. So um, you get to ask answer this question in a minute. But uh, so we've had a really good conversation with them. And their question was, what is your love letter to motherhood? And now the question is, repeat the question, Cherie. So Kathy has time to think about it. Um, between your first being born and your last being out of the house, any time in between mother mothering and parenting, is there anything that you would have changed or would would have liked to do different or have done differently? So yeah, and you think about that. So for me, the only thing I would have done different is tried to hang on to you being babies a little bit longer because when I see babies mm -hmm. now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss that so bad. Not that I would ever want another one, trust and believe. <laughs> but I just missed that with y'all. I I had, I am, um, I'm truly, I think some amongst some of my friends, I'm a little bit of a phenomenon. I was so excited to be pregnant. I couldn't stand myself. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so great. And my friends were like, are you insane? I'm like, no, it's going to be so great. So I just you know enjoyed I enjoyed that time with when y'all were little bitty babies and just, it was so fun. And so Kathy, I have my, my tissue ready over here. So when you start to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking about being pregnant, I think for me, being pregnant was the healthiest I've ever felt in my life. Mm. Both girls. Um, it was, I, there was no morning sickness, no, swelling of the ankles no spreading of the nose any of that stuff so I guess I carried two pretty good girls because uh there was there was no sickness there at all at all yeah that's me I ate whatever I wanted to eat and I gained totally from the time each one of my pregnancies I gained a total of about 10 pounds 
for no, the entire time. More than that, with this one in front of me, I was every day at a Mexican place somewhere <laughs> in chips and salsa. That explains why we love guacamole so much. <laughs> you know what my thing was? I was at Shoney's all the time because there was a Shoney's that was about a mile and a half from my office. And me and my girlfriend who were both pregnant at the same time, she would call me or I would call her and say, hey, you want a hot fudge cake today? We would go to Shoney's. <laughs> and my thing was the spaghetti dinner. It was the spaghetti dinner and a hot fudge cake. But with Sharice, my sweetness was, uh, you remember those chewy sweet tarts? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was what I ate all the time. I literally really? craved them all the time. I never knew that. And you know, I don't like sweet candy. I, I love sour candy. So that could, that could, huh, yeah. thanks mom. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime. I'm here for you, my friend. Girl. So Kathy, we've been talking about a variety of different things. And I asked them about uh, one thing, if they could change something about parenting, uh, mm -hmm. what would that be? And they talked a little bit about uh, communication skills and the uh, talking a little bit more about uh, telling them why we tell them not to do things. For instance, don't do that because I said so, or, you know, because this is my house and my rules and blah, blah, blah. And so I had to remind Sharice of a time when I told her not to do something because she was going to be burned and she did it anyway. And she got burned. So, yep. <laughs> so you see, we are smart people. We know what's going on, regardless of whether y'all yes. think so or not. Yes, exactly. So now that you've grilled me, you get to grill Kathy. So ask Kathy, <laughs> ask Kathy any questions you want to ask her. <laughs> I think I still want to ask my question of like, so our question, um, Michelle posts us is like, what is your letter to, letter to motherhood? So like, as a mom, what is your letter to like raising your children? She's good. She's so Tell me good. how special I am. She's good. Come on, come on. Come on. Without and I'm looking in my car to see if I've got tissue and I oh, don't. Gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. The tears uh, are the tears, the tears oh, are up right Barbara. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and see, for my girls, they're, 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 both of them are so special in, in different ways. I think um, the reason that Courtney and I bump heads a lot is because we're so much alike. I mean, hmm. I think. <laughs> I'm logistic. I'm like, Mama, let's be practical. Come on. <laughs> let's clock in. <laughs> I'm going to hang up <laughs> and go back to physical therapy. That's what I'm going to do. My letter. You can go ahead. All right. I told you not to cry, but I'll let you share the tears. We'll let you slide this time. We'll let you slide this time. Y'all. We won't tell anybody. Okay. Tell me, tell me, ask me the question again, Courtney. And I'm going to go right to it. What is your letter to your children? Your letter to childhood? To, to my children or to, to my childhood? To, to my, me and Allison. <sighs> To Allison, because she's Both the of them. Yeah. I have to I have to do two separate letters because they're gonna be two different letters. To Allison, sorry for not always being there. Because I was younger and didn't know any better. 
um, by trial and error. Um, but I've, I've, I'm always there, even though she doesn't know. And for my old, my youngest, my mini me in front of me, uh, even though sometimes we clash and we bump heads, uh, I still understand where you're coming from when you try to actually be the mother opposed to the daughter. Is that, is that what I'm talking about? That, that when you tell me what to do? Uh, so my, my letter to the both of you is that I love you with all my heart and my soul. And I wouldn't change a thing. So thank you both for thank you, Courtney, LaShawn, Bugs. Girl, girl, my identity. Nancy Kathy, you got me boohooing over here now. Thank you for being um, special. Thank you for keeping me in line when you think I've traveled off, rode a little bit. <laughs> more so than 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 less um and for you miss reese as as a as a child as well as my child even though i didn't birth you thank you for keeping that one in line <laughs> hey wait a minute <laughs> and and thank you for actually being a part of my life as well so wouldn't change a thing yeah there's been some bumpy roads but uh, I think that's my letter is, is to to thank God for blessing me with two amazing daughters, three amazing daughters. How about that? Yeah, that, and that's what I said too. These are they, even though Courtney is your child, she's like my daughter too. So it's it's pretty cool when you have um, what I said. What I said about Sharice is, uh, or my children is that they always attract people who when they bring them around us, we're like, oh yeah, I love this one. Oh my gosh, love this one. I, I cannot recall, I cannot recall well with the exception of maybe one person, maybe two. <laughs> I cannot recall anybody that she's ever brought around me that I was like, oh no, 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 no. So everybody that uh, I have met as one of her friends has been just a blessing. I yes. remember going to, um, what was it? I forget which birthday it was. And she invited me to lunch. They were all gathering to have lunch. I, like a silly person, thought it was just going to be she and I and maybe a couple of her girlfriends. I show up and there's like 25 people there. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what is, why am I even here? But that speaks to uh, our children. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm invited to the party. So I just Sat down, ate lunch, and was like, "Okay, deuces, I gotta go now." But uh, I think that was for Juneteenth. That was that was for Juneteenth when we were all eating, and we. Oh no, no, no! This was long before that. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, this was I think the first time that I met Mylan. Okay. Okay. It was long before that, so um, I was uh, just like, "Where are the other parents?" And I kept looking around. I was like, <laughs> "I'm the only parent here. This is weird." But my daughter invited me, so she must care that I'm there. So it was, uh, that was a special moment because I don't think a lot of parents get that. And that's the other thing that we talked about. Um, something that was a little bit of a culture shock 
when they were growing up, Sharice uh, talked about uh, finding out that not everybody sat down at the dinner table every night to eat dinner when she went to college. Right. That was a culture shock. For me, it was learning that uh, not every parent had an open relationship or open conversation with their children. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my children, God bless, having boys is <laughs> such a delight. But uh, what I shared with them is that they will tell you anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was a kind of a shock for me to learn that not every parent had that kind of relationship with their children. So uh, that's a blessing for me. And even to this day, and I told him, as, you know, even to this day, um, I, I don't get surprised anymore. I don't turn my children away if they tell me they have something they want to talk to me about because I just brace myself for Lord knows there's no telling what this might be. Brace for impact. Just exactly. Brace for impact. Exactly. And there's and just know, no telling. And show talking about being in, in the same room with your children's friends. Um, for me, uh, I got a big dose of it at Courtney's birthday party at Pinewood Social. And, uh, <laughs> and just being there just to, just to pay the check. Well, boy, was that a check. <laughs> but just to be in the room and just to see them together and, you know, the, the friendship and the love that, that they all had for each other, mm -hmm. it's, it was so amazing. Because that I amazing. that every, every guy and girl in that room would have taken a bullet for my child and she mm -hmm. would have done the same for each of them. And I so. think that's, that, that is the, the rarity that I absolutely love because even to this very day, when I tell people, oh, my daughter, you know, simple conversations like having conversations about uh, in politics about voting, young people voting. And I might say, well, I could tell my daughter to tell her friends and I know that's gonna reach at least 25 to 30 people because she has those people in her life that are engaged and informed so mm -hmm. that I know that if there's an issue that comes up that is directly going to impact them, that if I tell her, she's gonna to talk to her friends about it and that's gonna create a larger awareness. So it's right. really a blessing to have all these young people that uh, she's friends with in her life because they have become my by proxy children as well. <laughs> and it's, it's really a lot of fun to just kind of be around and watch and trust me, if I'm ever around them, I'm just sitting back looking like, hmm, okay. All you right. do. You do. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't want to interrupt any conversations. I don't want them to think, oh my gosh, Reese's mom is here. So she, we can't really talk. I'm like, no, no. Right. Just pretend I'm not here. I'm going to go over here and, and blend into the background. <laughs> right. Right. And the fact that they allow us to stay around means that we're not an embarrassment like we thought we were. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Ooh, I, I can be in the room with you and your friends and it's okay. Okay. That's cool. All right. Friends girls. love y'all just as much. They love you guys just as much as y'all love them. I promise. Yeah. Uh, well, they are sweet. They are sweet. I absolutely adore your friends. And so Miss Kathy, you get to ask the girls any question you want to ask them. Huh. What could I, as a mother, done differently to be a better, a better mother. 
Reese, I'm gonna let you go first. I think somebody's knocking on my door. So I need to call us. What could you have done better? Oof. That's so tough because it's like you I can't pinpoint like one single thing. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'll say I, I can go back to communication because my relationship with my mom now is way better than what it used to be because we used to butt heads a lot too. And I always mm-hmm. said that I think it's because we are so much alike in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it could have just been like better communicating um, between the both of us really, or just a, a better understanding. But um, I, what I said earlier, Auntie Kathy, was I had to humanize my mom and my dad. So like where she could have been better at communicating, I wish I could have been better at humanizing her in that moment because that's probably mm-hmm. the best she could have she could do at that point in time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I could have tapped more into my not triggers, but just what makes me shut down. And I wish we could have, as mother and daughter, I wish she could have, as, as my mom, pinpointed and seen that. And I wish I could have been able to vocalize it. Um, I don't think it's just any one thing, but I do think communication could have been a lot better. But again, you guys did the best of what you could. And at that point, you had never been a parent to one child or three children. So it was kind of, you know, chaotic at times, I know. So, but yeah, for me, it's communication. Mm. Piggybacking on top of communication, because I carry a lot of my heart in my head and I'm in my head a lot and I need a lot of space to think and get ideas and like process and things like that. I think with me and it took 30, almost 32 years to realize that I'm still working on growing my space to still give my bigger brain, you know, all of this space. So one, communication styles are really important to me because the way that we communicate is not the same way that you and Allison communicate. Me and Allison don't communicate in the same way that me and Reese communicate. But then also, I think what I'm learning now is that when I'm going through things and I need, I need space, I really don't need space. I think it I think it's the complete opposite. I think what I do is like block myself off so in a in a way of like self-preservation to protect myself from any more like further recoil or further damage, but I think in retrospect, I really need somebody to like put their paws on me and be like, no, I'm not leaving your side until we figure this out. I feel like with me, I think I've, and like Allison says this all the time. She was like, she was like, you were such a weird kid. She was like, in a way, she was like, you were just like always doing your own thing. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because our house just operated and doing their own thing. Like, you were busy, dad was busy, me and Allison are 10 years apart. So like, I don't know if it was just everybody just did their own thing. But I think that pushed me into a hyper independent space where now I'm just like, nope, I can do it. And it's just like, mm-hmm. no, if you could do it by yourself. There wouldn't be 7 billion people on this planet. Like, <laughs> I think now like I'm doing <laughs> the work with myself. 
um, trying to figure out how to ask for help and like not be like, no, 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 I got it. Because like when I got hit by the tornado, that was hard for me. Yeah. And not in a way of like me having lost things, but like people being like, let me help you. And me just, just you know. Not so wanting to help. Yeah. She like, would not, she would physically like not it's let hard us surrender to stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really, I don't know. I guess shout out to my dad. Like it's just really <laughs> hard for me to surrender to stuff because he's the same way. Like he's like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll figure it out and I'll let you know after I've done it. Like, and I'm the same way. And with the tornado, it was really, really hard for me to just like stop and just like let somebody else take the reins. Like I remember my friend. Epiphany, we were in the dollar store and we were getting gloves, like um, gardening gloves, because we were about to go through all that glass. And she was like, um, she was giving me, taking all the stuff out of my hand so she could pay for it. And I was like, no, girl, I was like, I got it. And she literally, she yelled at me in the middle of the store and she was like, Courtney, just let me do something for you. And I was like, <laughs> but it, it was my apartment. She was like, yes, that was your apartment. But she was like, that was not your tornado that caused you this damage. Right. Wow. Like, huh. So, yeah, I think, I think that, that was the story. I'm sorry. It's no, okay. you know what? I know we were all, it. we were all like, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. I love yeah. it too, because I remember that tornado quite well. And I remember having to go through that, even though I wasn't involved in it, I went through that with your mom and I was just like, but what about Courtney's apartment? And what about, where's she going to live? I was stressing for you. So you were yeah. not in it alone, even though you may not have known that everybody was in it with you. You were it not was, in it alone. March, I, if, I'm so glad I don't have to see March 2020 again. Like, cause when I got hit by the tornado, my mom and my dad were moving to a different house. So they were packed up. So like, yeah, when I was displaced by the tornado, like it was like, yes, my parents lived 20 minutes down the street, but like, everything is packed up like I can't even live with them like it was that was that was and yeah that was a crazy time 2020 was that you know and I was I was having this conversation yesterday with someone we were talking about how long it had been since we'd seen each other in person mm -hmm. and I was like oh it's only been about a year or so and she was like actually it's been longer than that because you have to factor <laughs> in the the pandemic years that's right that's right and so when I was talking to her I was like huh, it's been like three years since I've seen this particular person. And it, that, that, was, um, that was a lot for me, you know, not uh, being able to, to, to gather my thoughts around that. I'm still having some, some pandemic, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? PTSD. It's <laughs> a trauma. Yeah, yeah, some pandemic yeah. trauma, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. lots of things. I can also like say too, you remember when he asked me what's my my love letter to, you know, motherhood and parenting. And I said, thank you for the peaks and the valleys. Well, you know, to elaborate a little bit on that without the without the hard times of being someone's child and the hard times of being someone's mom, you wouldn't really understand and show gratitude to the things that held you together and were the great times, if you will. But I also go back to saying, um, thank you for making me the person that I am. You, I could just do a PS at the bottom of that because as we were just listening to Courtney's, you know, her thought process of what happened and throughout the tornado, 
without the upbringing of you two, we wouldn't have been able to navigate that alone or together, you know? So like, because the way, because you brought me up the way you did and because I, I love to help people. As soon as that happened, we got her together, you know, regardless of what, if, regardless of her saying, no, I'm okay. We showed up to the storage unit anyway, you know, her saying, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like I'll pack it up. No, ma'am. We're going to go through these bags together and we're going to help you figure it out. Don't worry about this. You go on your trip and you, cause you deserve this. You, you need this. And with Auntie Kathy helping Courtney grow up and raising her to be the person that she is in that moment, she was allowed to sit back and be like, okay, okay, they're helping me. Okay. I got, okay, go ahead. You know? So, I mean, a lot of people kind of overlook, you know, people think that parenting is just um, from age one to 18. And when you're done, you become your own person, but you were sprinkling little seeds in our lives over the you know course of 18 years that help us become the humans that we are and the adults that we are. And it, it navigate, it helps us navigate through friendships as well. Because if I hadn't had the upbringing that I have, I probably wouldn't have been in the mental capacity to help Courtney when she really needed me to be there. Right. You know, when she says, well, sometimes I, I say I don't need anybody. I, I probably would have been like, okay, well, call me when you're free. Yeah, let me know when you're ready to talk. <laughs> right. Instead of realizing, no, my friend needs help and I can hear that yeah. voice. And instead of taking her, wor- her word for it, mm-hmm. we're going to figure this out together. But Reese, well, I think you know that that's, a, that's a true friend though. That is. That, that's when, that to, to me, a true friend is when I don't have to call you and tell you I need my help, need mm-hmm. your help. You can feel it in your spirit. And, to, yep. and that's a true friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why when, uh, that's one of the things that, that I love about my daughter, uh, when I was ill and she showed up and basically took over, I can't tell you the number of times I heard people say that, uh, I have to check with your daughter before I do this or this (laughs) or this, because she said that you are not going to do this. I'm like, well, she thinks that she's the parent. So there's that, but I let her do that. And if she didn't say it, I said it, right, Reese? Sure did. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I feel I feel some kind of way right now, like I'm being teamed up on Courtney. You're not helping me here. <laughs> but I do appreciate that. And I will give you that, Sharice. I think it is um it's in how we were raised because I will credit my mother with giving me a lot of the tools I needed to be able to raise the children that I raised. So um, and I think we did pretty good, Kathy. I think we did too. And and I think we did. I, and I just look back even at my first child, you know, we didn't have the therapist that, that you guys have got access to now, or we all have access to now. When we were growing up, mom was like, go pray. Yeah. Go talk to, you know, it was everything was, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that I could dial up a therapist and say, you know, this is my day to day. Please help me. It was like, well, rum such and such can help you. If you had a friend who was in a similar situation, maybe they had gone through something similar before you did mm-hmm. talk to them and see how they managed to get through it. So yeah, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah. But yeah. look at us now. We've raised two beautiful young ladies. We've got yes, about two right. minutes left. So I'm going to give it to y'all to Give me some final thoughts before we wrap it up. So Courtney, since you're so quiet over there and you started this, I'm going to let you start with your final thoughts first because Kathy has to get herself together. Yeah, um, I want to just like thank y'all for allowing Reese and I to like form our friendship on our own. Like Reese and I have always like been in each other's lives kind of just like flowing around each other. But like 
I think we, me and Reese talked about this the other day, and you and Reese was like, you know, she said she was talking to you, like, you know, like, why did you wait so long to introduce me and Courtney? And you were like, I wanted y'all to be make y'all own friendships and y'all's own communities. And I think that was like really successful because sometimes like those friendships, those forced friendships by when you're friends by proximity mm-hmm. and kind of fiddling and like, you know, kind of showing like their true colors, but like. Reese and I have always like flowed in each other's lives. Like we were friendly, we became friends. We were friendly, we became friends. Like it was, it was like always like it was like ping pong, and it just constantly worked. And then like it just stuck. And I'm like, wow, like, this is great. Like this is great. Wow, <laughs> great. Like I, I don't this. know how it would have turned out. Like it. Not saying I, I don't think it would have been bad, but like when people force their kids to be friends, like yeah you can kind of see that there's a script to the friendship. And it's just like, oh, you know, me and this girl are friends because my mom is friends with, you know, her mom or my friend is, my mom is friends with her sister or something like that. And it kind of just falls to the wayside. But I think when you put people together or when people find each other, it's more natural. And I think mm-hmm. it's got a longer sustainability. There yeah. is we, something to we, be said about organic friendships. That's, that is what Kathy and I have, organic friendships. Since we were 10, so this is what you got to look forward to. You're stuck with us. So it's kind of like seeing it now because on my screen, I see me, then you, then Courtney, then Auntie Kathy. And it's like, okay, okay. This is a look into the past and the future. I like it. It's, it's great. I love this. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's, I think I'll, I'll say the same. I, I just appreciate y'all letting us organically navigate and um, to find each other in the times that we were supposed to find each other. Um, but also allowing us to be who we are <clears throat> as grown women and together, you know, a lot of, a lot of people would see us and be like, Oh God, there they go. But y'all see us and y'all like, those are my daughters. All right. Well, don't, don't go to jail tonight. All right. Y'all have fun. Like y'all allow us to be who we are without judgment. And I yeah. really, really, really appreciate that. Cause you, so you can't find that in everybody. Somebody's right. going to pass judgment on what, on something that you do. But I know if y'all were to see, and you know, like you said earlier, mom, when they were, you were at the lunch and you were kind of like just sitting back, like our, even our friends know they can just be themselves 100% and not, not try to hide it, not try to be someone else, not try to put on the front because someone's mom is here. I think they actually kind of relax and become more of themselves when you got them. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. And you know what? And the truth be told, uh, Kathy and I are that duo that people say, oh, Lord, there they are. What's, where, what's where about she, to happen? Where's she at? Where's she exactly. at? Exactly. I can't tell you the number of times when somebody sees one of us. It's like, well, where's the other one? So, uh-huh. yeah. Automatically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Kathy, you've got the floor. Would you give us some closing words? Um, I just appreciate this of this this little circle here and and the crazy part about even though Cheryl and I have known each other since we were 10 and 12 um we've been in and out of each other's lives um yeah we would always see each other when I would go visit my aunt uh but we were never ever um we 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 knew each other and I think that she knew me because of baby George I'm going to just throw that out there. Um, so, you know what? And let me tell you this. I'm probably the one person who did not have a crush on your brother. 
<laughs> I always looked at him like he was a brother. I, I was the one person that, that didn't have a crush on him. It was Marsha, right? Or my baby sister. It was yeah, 100% what, Marsha. That sounds right. It was. It was. It was. It was. But but I what I'm what I'm saying is that we were never because we lost track of each other. Once, you know, she grew up, I grew up, we went our separate ways. And then we would see each other occasionally, but I always knew it was Cheryl from across the street from Annie Pearl. And then when when you and Reese became friends, I had no idea that it was Cheryl's baby <laughs> until you actually told me it was, and I was like, oh, okay. And then we just kind of crossed paths again. So I think that, that God places people in your lives for reasons and for seasons. And this one has been in my life for a lot of seasons. And I thank God for her, for being there. And I hope that the two of you can continue to grow and nurture your relationship, just like Cheryl and I have, because uh, it's, it's nothing like having a sister friend that will be there for you in emergency rooms, in, uh, <laughs> in, in restaurants, in, in clubs, any of those, <laughs> any of those situations that you can just look and be like, okay, it's time to get out of here. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just thank Cheryl for, for being able to be a part of my life or, or being in my life again. And for her to have such an amazing daughter that I can call my own as well, that loves my daughter as much as I do. So that's my yeah. closing and thank you, Kathy. So interestingly enough, as, as all of y'all were talking and uh, Courtney, you and Sharice were talking about how your relationship uh, was organically grown. Mm -hmm. Kathy's and I, we are literally walking in the same path because our, our friendship started when we were, you know, 10, 12 years old and we lost track of each other over the years. And then I remember very distinctly, I was going to an event and I got, and they were, chartering a bus to to take us to wherever this was i got on the bus and kathy was there and i was like hey <laughs> and i sat down next to her and we started talking and we've been like together ever since and yeah. she is um your mother is uh just amazing but you know that she is just amazing she is uh you know the one person you everybody has that one person that you know you can always count on and what I can count on with Kathy is she can give me a side eye that'll be like, whoops, okay, let me sit back. What and are you talking about? I think, okay, Courtney, I think Courtney got that honest. Yeah. <laughs> She'll give you a side eye, but she's always so kind when she does it. Like, uh, come on, let's go. You don't need to be doing that. Let's get out of here. And to your point, I think we have uh, gotten each other through lots of weird things like I don't know if I have any other friends that I can truly say I have been in an emergency room with or for, um, and we have gone through disasters. Uh, yeah. You know, we have we have a lot of things that we can check off the box. So I am so grateful and blessed to have you in my life. But look at what we made. These two ladies right here are absolutely a joy, and uh, so it's it makes my heart sing. When someone says, "Oh, I saw your girls," like yeah, exactly who that is. I know exactly who that is.
But exactly. I don't need you to tell me what they were doing because whatever they were doing, that was that's their business. That's not for me. The only time it becomes my business is when there's bail money involved. And right. then I call Kathy. And just for the record, just for the record, there's never been bail money involved. Yeah. There's there's right. never been bail money that's had that, that has had to be spent out of the account. We hadn't we hadn't had to make that one phone call yet. So we're right. Good. And let's just make sure that we keep that bail money. We want to retire that bail money account. How about yes. that? That's right. Well, I thank you. And uh, for our listening audience, this has been the My Toolbox podcast. We are featuring our series, the Love Letters series. And this is our love letter to motherhood and childhood. So I thank my guests, Courtney Bugs, Sharice Mays, and Kathy Bugs. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you so much. Love you, ladies. <laughs>